Yeah, we're two years into this thing, man. Uh, what y'all think about the uh, ALCS, Texas, and uh, the Rangers and the Astros? I think that's good for the state of Texas. I mean, that's good for baseball. Let's go, baby. I mean, that's exactly what the state needed right there, Texas versus Houston. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm all for it, man. Let the I best like team that. win. I like that, for real. Up and down, out 45. All... Day long. <laughs> All day long. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of revenue coming in. That's gonna be uh that's gonna be fun. Yeah. That's gonna be a good view. I like that. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good view. That's gonna be a good look, man. Uh let's see. I would have to say scrolls and six. I'm gonna go scrolls and six, man. I echo them same sentiments, man. I can maybe see it going seven, but I'm gonna stick with six. And if not Astros, definitely in seven. But Astros and six, I feel. Yeah, I'm with you guys. The boys just got that championship DNA, man. They they know how to get there once they once the game's on the line. They know how to pull it out and get over that hump. I mean, it's been a while since the Rangers been this far. Was the last time 2011? Right? Is it 2011? Yeah. So it's been a minute for them. Yeah. It's been 10 plus, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the I, I think the last time the Rangers was in it, didn't they face the Cardinals? And they yeah, it was like 2010, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna cool. be all right. I like it. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be fresh, so. I'm with all that. I'm with all that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, we got a. Let me see what's going down. We got an action-packed weekend uh, in college uh, football. UW and Oregon. That's the battle of the uniforms. <laughs> mm. Hey, those Ducks uniforms though look pretty nasty. I don't know if y'all boys seen them, but uh, yeah, they they gonna be coming out correct though. <laughs> They always coming out with something new, man. It's yeah. it's it's some it's crazy how much money they that they have, man. They can just you know what I'm uh, saying? You never know what they're gonna come out with. Exactly. But with Nike in your back pocket, anything's possible. Right. <laughs> anything's possible. Yeah. Who you, who you, uh I'm going with Washington on this one. I'm a real big fan of UW uh and their quarterback, Mr. Pettix Jr. I've seen a little bit of them. I wish I could just really just sit, get a chance to just dissect them the way I need to, but uh, I haven't been able to do that. But nonetheless, I was not really impressed with Oregon and their victory over Colorado. I mean, we kind of knew Oregon wasn't too bad. We knew Colorado would probably get uh, get that comeuppance in that game. But yeah, I just I just I just never bought an Oregon hype. I'm going with I'm going with. Uh, Watched it on that one. I think that's going to be a good game. But I'm going to watch from that one. If I was just to say, I'll say Washington by TD. So giving the Huskies in that one, I'd say 35-28. I think it's going to be up and down. West Coast mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, for me, you got uh, Bo Nix making what his 122nd start. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> I, I feel like that 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 experience is what's going to get Oregon over the hump. Having that experienced QB that's been battle tested, and you know uh, they have a high powered offense. This much they you know we do know that, so they can they can sling them short passes and and, and stretch the field real quick. Like so, it's definitely going to be a shootout for sure. Um, but I like I'm, I'm gonna take the ducks in it. I feel like you look good, you play good. Like Dion say, no, no pun intended, to bring him back into that debacle they had out there in Oregon. But uh, I, I think Oregon's gonna slip away and take this one. And I got Oregon thirty-eight. Give me Washington thirty-one. Ooh. I do feel the touchdown spread. Hmm. I think the I think the over and under is sixty-seven. And Washington is favored by three. So we're looking for a lot of points in that game. Yeah. Over at the 67, I can definitely see over. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see over in that particular ball game. Then we got, uh, let's see. No, I got Georgia. Oregon. I got Oregon too, man. You got Oregon? Yeah. All right, Juice Man rolling with Oregon. Let's see. Then we got Notre Dame and USC. What's that? That's uh, what's Notre Dame's record? They're four and one. They beat Duke. Uh, I think they uh, four and one, five and one. Yeah, they four and one. They lost Louisville. Yeah. Oh, they lost to Louisville. Oh, so they they totally got the national championship contention. Oh yeah. 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 So USC gonna go ahead and uh, drop. 35, maybe 38 points on them boys. Why do we even pick this game if USC? That's not a top 10 matchup. Give me the Trojans in this one. I don't like Notre Dame. Yeah, give me the Trojans in this one. I Give me the Trojans by 10, 34-24. Yeah, well, I, I, think it, I think it might get ugly in Southman. Um, I'm going USC big. I'm going to say – Mm, I'm gonna say about uh, 21. 21 points. That's not bad, Juice, because I, I kind of see the same thing. I mean, when you when you said like by 21, I was like, ooh, but then I'm like, well, I, I think USC is gonna put up about 49 to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had actually USC winning 49, 31. Um, so I'm not too far off from where you at, but yeah, I think USC takes his hands down. They and they got a they got a bounce back from their performance last week, even though they did pull off the dub. It was a little struggling going on, um, and I think they just need to show that hey, we we are here. And I think Notre Dame is that perfect game for them to kind of rebound on and uh, you know establish their dominance again. So yeah, give me uh, USC 49, give me Notre Dame 31. Okay, 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 okay. That sounds uh, not too shabby, not too shabby, not too bad on that one. Yeah, I'm waiting to see what USC does when it's crunch time. I don't think they play Washington this year. I think they play Utah. I thought thought they played Washington later. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, check that out and see if they play. Yeah, they play play them on uh, November 4th. November fourth, is it at the Coliseum? Uh yeah, the Coliseum. I think that uh 
I think that makes a difference. It's not like baseball where timely hitting and pitching matters and not so much the home field advantage. Ooh, yeah, that college football and uh, basketball, those indoor sports, uh, basketball and, you know, college football and the NFL and that home court advantage, it, it can be huge. Yeah, so we're gonna see. I'm waiting on USC to see if they're gonna make some noise. Somebody out of west, somebody uh somebody out west do something. Then we got UCLA versus Oregon, UC, Oregon State. UCLA has not been much to write home about. Uh give me the Beavers in this one. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna crash them up. I think they're gonna beat them up pretty good. USC, I'm sorry, UCLA, yeah. Not really impressed, but that's what that is. <laughs> give me the give me the Beavers in that one. I'm gonna roll with the Beatles. This feels like a pick'em game to me. I, you know, I've only seen both teams sparingly. Uh, UCLA has got a really good defense, apparently. Um, and as far as Oregon State, I really don't know what they what what they do well. I mean. Uh, the quarterback who was, you know, who was with Clemson, you know, he was kind of up and down. Um, is, it, is this game is this game in uh, in LA or is it in uh, Corvallis? Can't remember. I believe it's in Corvallis. Yeah. Yeah, this was in Corvallis. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Oregon State. I'm gonna go with Oregon State at home. I think it'll be uh, pretty close, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Beavers by. Uh, by ten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can, I can see that. I can definitely see that happening. Oh. So, so I actually, uh, I'm picking UCLA this game. I feel like they need a breakout performance. Their defense has been playing solid, uh, but they need a statement win to to kind of re- rejuvenate the life of the UCLA Bruin fans and uh, uh, get their name moving back up that epsilon in uh, the Pac-12, or what's left of it anyway. And and they want to go out on a good note with them leaving and going to the Big Ten next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think they're going to come out and try to try to prove a point that, hey, you know, we are trying to climb back in these rankings of the of the college football rankings. And uh best way to do that is to beat a ranked team on their home field. And I think that's what they're going to do this weekend. It's, it's going to be a close one if they do pull it out. I do agree if Oregon State wins, it'll probably be by 10. But I think UCLA will get the dub by three, maybe uh, more like 24-21. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I can uh, I can definitely dig that. Okay, then we got uh, – what's that other one? Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Did y'all see how Mario Cristobal comes oh, that ball game? Uh, I know you sick, Doc. Man. Yeah, Joe Pasarchik yeah. is uh, off the hook. Where <laughs> was is uh, moving down that list of memories. Even though Herm scooped it up. Even though Herm scooped it up and ran in, that was just a bad play calling. We talk about it all the time. Well, uh, these these coaches, they 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 tend to think that they're so smart, and all they had to do is literally just run the ball. I mean, just uh, kneel down, just fall down, anything, get up out of there. But, yeah. yeah, 
And if you're if you're Hurricanes and you're trying to get back up in that thing, these are the ball games you got to win. Big E was not too happy with Sark, uh, Coach Sark out there in Austin. That's Hell no, I wasn't too happy. With him. <laughs> 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 Last week was some of the dumbest college football coaching I've seen in probably about a year. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't see some dumb. Every year there's some coaches that do something dumb to make you just be like, "What?" But I don't think anything like Miami did. And Sark, how you gonna bring in the same package, run the same play three times in a row on the goal line in a rivalry game? That's really a must win. This determines whether or not you're going to stay in the playoff hunt or not, mm. right? So you're going to bring in, not to go off on a tangent, but I got to get it out. You're going to bring in uh, Sweat and run this power formation, this big big boy power formation. And I'm like, after the second play, after, after trying, it, trying it twice, I'm like, all right, switch it up. At least give us two plays of just stretching, stretching Oklahoma out. And 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 attacking them creases, didn't do it. Waited till the very last play to to make that attempt, and you knew it was going to come up short because Oklahoma had already hit hung everything on those previous three plays. You know what I'm saying? So they were just like, we got whatever. They you gave them the confidence to stop right. that play on fourth down. Right. You know, we stopped you three times in a row. What are we gonna do on this fourth? We gonna stop you too? Stop you know me. what I mean? And it ain't like and it ain't like the the running back had a really huge day on the ground. Like I mean, you would think if they get in the in the uh, in the red zone, try to be you know more creative. But I guess Sark felt like his you know his team was more physical than 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 the Sooners, and um, I think that's just what happened. He just felt like. That you know, they could get a good push. He wanted but, to punch, punch it down their throat. Yeah, but after the second attempt and it not working, you need to stretch them out. They stretch them out. Yeah, that's true. Because because they had the speed to beat them to the edge. Right. So why not run anything to the edge? You know that power you got. You allow Oklahoma to just collapse and and just plug up everything that's coming forward. You know I I think saying? losing I think losing that tight end Sanders really hurt them too. The yeah. tight end. Most definitely. Yeah, Most definitely. So. But still, you just got to get more creative than that. Stretch him out. I mean, you got yours that can use his legs. You know, we, we're only talking about two, three yards here. Right. You know, Jonathan Brooks has been running the ball good all game, but mm. I don't understand that power formation when you got uh, the skill position players that we have that mm. have the speed to get to the edge. You stretch him out and you make that move. You know, right. simple as that. But he just felt like he was going to overpower. He, he wanted to prove a point, like you say, uh, he was that Texas was more physical. But mm. – you saw how that ended. Right. <laughs> and then and then why not put a spy on Oklahoma's quarterback, man? I had no saying? idea. I had no idea he could move like that. I thought when cause he was at UCF. All them all them he, Hawaiian he, quarterbacks straight, got feet. <laughs> I did, I had no idea he could move like that, man. All them Hawaiian quarterbacks got deceptive speed and feet, man, from from <laughs> Tua to uh what was my boy uh that played for the Ducks, Mariota. You know, all of them, all of them could use their legs to to stretch the field. When right. that pocket collapsed, they can get on. You know, and they all they they were all undersized for the most part, so it makes it hard to see when you're running in between them tackles mm -hmm. and one cut go. Man, just 
have a spy to, that everywhere he went, somebody should have been in front of. And, and Texas has some linebackers that can run. That that didn't make any sense. Exactly. I agree with you, man. Exactly. So, but I know I went off on a tangent on them Longhorns, man. But when you, <laughs> when you brought up dumb coaching, I had to speak on it. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even forgot what uh what game we were calling. I, I know you brought up your K's. Uh, so that that's the game we on, right? The K's. Yeah, K's against the Tar Heels. I got the Tar Heels on that one, man. Uh, just because I, I, I just can't, I, I can't co-sign what Miami did last week and go into this week and pick them. I can't, I can't do it. You know, Mac Brown is a heck of a coach. We all know that he's got a, a blue chip top uh, potential quarterback. You know, potentially number one, number two, number three overall pick. He got his uh, receiver off of the NCAA, uh, you know, suspension list. He's back playing this week. So, uh, yeah, I think they bring it to the Canes, man. I think the Tar Heels win by 10 points. Uh, give me Tar Heels 30, Canes 20. Well, this is the game you have got to have last week, uh, Miami, with uh, so much potential for the shakeup in college football every week. You got to have that game against Georgia Tech. Yeah. They basically got to win out, you know, to have mm-hmm. any hopes of a playoff spot. And you still got – North Carolina, Clemson, still got FSU. You, you just got to have this game. But for fandom's sake, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Canes. I think they rebound. Uh, last week, was, uh, uh, ugly albeit, immature albeit. I think they're just a better football team all the way around in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. UNC has a nice quarterback. Mac Brown's going to be tough to beat out there in Carolina. But I'm going to go with the Canes. I think Cristobal is uh, going to get those young men backfired up. But, yeah, we two years into this thing, man. Two years into this thing. It's been a lot of uh, changes. Uh, it's been a lot of progress. I like the progress we're making here on the Just North Sports Show. Y'all know we'll be here on Friday night. So we continue, uh, appreciate all the continued support, all the comments, the likes. You know, everybody's still subscribing and all that stuff. We've been doing this thing two years. It's crazy. It's absolutely wow. crazy. It is crazy. Keep pushing. I just keep pushing. And most of all, have fun with it. And we get to kick back. We get to kick back with it, and we get to do our thing, man. Chop it up. Chop it up. That's what we like to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. For real, for real. It's been, a, it's been a blast. We look forward to uh, getting better in uh, many, many more years of doing this thing, man. It, it definitely is fun, just like I said, just to get with the fellas um, and just chop it up and just do what we do. But, yeah, last week, the beatdown came with Santa Clara. Ooh, that was ugly. That was ugly. Yeah, it sure was. So I was checking sure out. So I, was, so I was checking out Rewind. So here's the thing that San Francisco did to Michael Parsons. They neutralized him. They neutralized him. You can't run from him. So they ran right at him. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's your best bet. And by the time the fourth quarter came around, he was – you know they leaned on him. He's not a he's not a Reggie White size player. You know he's about two thirty five, two forty on the light side. He uses his speed and quickness. You got Trent Williams with three thirty, and you got Banks running in, and you got Kittle, then you got Juice chipping on him. Uh, Juice check chipping on this dude all game. I mean it happens, and and Dallas got beat up pretty good. They did, 
It seemed like Dallas was like, uh, we're in preseason and San Francisco was like, no, this is the NFC Championship and we're still mad at the Eagles. And that's just what it looked like to me. That's an honest observation. Dallas was like, yeah, we got two weeks until the season started and San Francisco was like, no, we know how close we were. We've been to the Super Bowls and we're not letting the, uh, not letting the pressure off the neck. Dallas just seemed like they was moving at 70. Frisco was moving at 120 the whole game. And it showed. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, uh, you got to get somebody. You got to get some people in there that seem like they care. It does not seem like Dallas care, which is the most disheartening thing if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan. You're a fan of the game. Everybody was expecting a good game. I was expecting that to go all the way down to the wire, like the two divisional matchups in the last two years of the playoffs. And it, it, it was over with mid-third quarter. Yeah, man. Par- yeah, Parsons needs help. Par- Parsons can't be a one-man show, man. He he needs somebody else on that defensive line, like Demarcus Lawrence. Somebody yeah, else, man, needs to show up. Tank got that paper and he disappeared. I ain't heard nothing from him. Right? Yeah. I mean, I agree. A lot of what y'all are saying is spot on. Um, Michael Parsons can't do it all by himself, nor should he have to. Um, I, I think there was a lot of lacks football play all the way around, all across the board. And uh, usually from a defensive perspective, if you take Michael Parsons out the game, you're taking, you know, you're almost cutting the head of the snake off. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's kind of what we saw. I mean, there was poor coverage all across the field. Uh, no no pass rush whatsoever. Purdy, I don't, did he even get touched? I mean, they were they were making a move around in the pocket, but, you know, Purdy, Purdy has got great pocket awareness. Yes. You know, so he he knows how to maneuver. He's going to climb that pocket. He's going to, you know, step step out from the outside of that tackle, you know, stretch the, stretch the play a little while, let those receivers come over. And he's got weapons, you know, and he's utilizing them. So uh, they definitely came out with a lackluster performance. Everybody's still killing, uh, killing us on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but there, there was something that even Dion said uh, when he was asked about the game that I think holds true. It's like our offensive players got to step up. They always put the blame on Dak, mm-hmm. and Dak does deserve some blame. But when you start looking at some of these, uh, you know, he, he had a couple of bad picks in the game, but it kind of echoes what happened last year, uh, you know, as well with the with the receivers not catching the ball ball bouncing off the receivers and getting picked. I mean, you see that happening, you know, still repeatedly going on. And you and they haven't answered the question of where is our red zone production going to come from? Mm. You know, you, you get rid of Zeke, that's 12 touchdowns. You get rid of Dalton Schultz, that's 12 touchdowns. I mean, that, that's another five touchdowns. That's 17 touchdowns that's going out your mix that they haven't replaced anybody with, you know. So, in my opinion, there's a lot of – there's a lot of – lack of creativity in that offense right now they can they, they could produce 20 to the 20 but if they get in the red zone which they really didn't do much of against San Fran <clears throat> but that's that's the issue it's got we got to be able to put some points on the board and CD lambs not getting the ball enough in my opinion exactly um, exactly but that's also to me that's that's coaching they're not scheming up ways to get him the ball more you know, um, and that's what needs to happen. Uh, he needs to be at first read all the time. And I don't I don't think he's getting that look because of the way that offense is designed. You know, it's quick to look. 
I'm looking off my number one uh, damn near as soon as the ball is snapped. You know, I, I, my, my progression is taking me to the tight end and then the check down to the running back, you know. So there's no creativity that's getting him open because we don't have a true number two that has showed up to take that pressure off of him. And Brandon Cooks, to me, he still wants to be a number one, so he's not tra- he's not transitioning into that number two or number three role. And Gallup hasn't really – matured like we feel as well so it's like the the offense can get very basic very one-dimensional and i think that's a a big part of the problem is we can't get the momentum going on offense to give that defense that fire to want to come out there and play so it's just a overall team failure from 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 the giddy up against san fran that's what you saw and they're not really balanced either like they don't they don't run the ball enough uh to complement the passing game and so Dak, it almost looks like it almost looks like they're predictable. You know? Dak is a play action quarterback. There was okay. no play action in the game. You right. know what I'm saying? He's got to have a, a, a running game in order to get those passes to stretch downfield. Otherwise, it's going to be checkdowns. And all you got to do is, is if you load in the box right to to neutralize that run, and with the with the speed of the linebackers that that 49ers have covering tight ends and running backs, that's no that's nothing at all. They could do that, and you know, no matter what formation you come out in, they're gonna get to the ball. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if you're not running play action enough to where you can give the quarterback those creases with with a CD Lamb to where you can really stretch the field, then you're taking away all the explosion out of Dallas's offense, and that's what you saw against uh, you know against the 49ers. They just had no explosion whatsoever. Agreed. You know, so yeah. it's all fixable. You know, I feel it's all fixable. Um, it's they're gonna have to make some moves, bring in some more players. Uh, but right now, I haven't been impressed with uh, some of the additions from uh, the offseason with Cooks, with Gilmore. I think with Diggs going out, Gilmore really we really need more from Gilmore, and we're not really seeing that. I see a lot of times where he's behind receivers that are just wide open, and I'm like, why are you not staying on your man? You know, um. So there, there's just a lot of holes that need to be fixed. They're, they're easy fixes, but I think it's also some personnel issues that we need to probably address, you know, before the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Dak, Dak doesn't have a security blanket. And that's when he was at his best. When he was at his yeah. best, he had right. Jason Witten, you know, and Jason Witten was that player that was going, you know, you throw him five yards, he's going to take it 13. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's going to make make sure the chains move. Uh, he didn't have Ezekiel Elliott in the back backfield anymore. You know, that's that was a definite ground and pound. Everybody said he lost his legs, but there was so much more that Ezekiel Elliott brought to that team that mm-hmm. they haven't been able to replace. Tony Pollard is a phenomenal back, and he could be a three-down back. But when I, I don't know what it is about or, or, or what it is that's not happening in the run game, not utilizing the right pieces, but you, you miss a lot that Zeke gave, right? Mm-hmm. Zeke was an excellent blocker, which gave Dak more time to find that downfield threat. He doesn't have that anymore, right. you know? Um, so it's just – and Mike McCarthy has proven to be – he's he's not the offensive uh, play caller and schemer that, say, a Kellen Moore is. From what I've seen in these first five games, I'm willing to say that. You know, uh, I, I'm fine with moving on from Kellen Moore, but you better be able to bring what, what we had with him into the mix, in which I thought he would have been able to do, but I haven't seen it. There's no pre, pre-snap pre motion. There's no, uh, you know, no trying to catch the defense off guard. Everything is predictable. 
And all it does is call for the defense to just sit on everything that they do, and they can't stress right. the field. Do you think Pollard can take the pounding? He he looks like a real small back to me. He looks like a, a back that you would, you know, uh, throw passes out the backfield mostly and put him he, in different passing situations. He was he was a slot receiver. In, he was a yeah. slot receiver in college. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah he's not – I don't know if he's built, built for that, you know, to be a three-down back, but yeah. he could definitely be serviceable for sure. As a starting as a starting back, but you need a we do need a big bruising back yeah. that can go get you four yards of carry every single time to right. spell Pollard because now Pollard is getting ganged up on and he wasn't doing that before, you know exactly. when he had Zeke to take some of that pressure off of him. Yeah. So that's what they gotta that's what they gotta uh, address. I don't know why you don't go look at like a Leonard Fournette. I wish they would have mm-hmm. uh, made a move on maybe like a Deontay Foreman or somebody like that. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that had some uh, size, good blocking in the backfield and and could chip off for, you know, anywhere between four or five yards of carry when you give them the ball. But we we just we're lackluster inside the 20. We, we can't do nothing inside the 20 and we're already settling for field goals by second down. <laughs> you know, so none of that is a winning formula unless our defense is blowing out the other team. What's up with it, Greasy? What's up? What's up? I, um, I, I, I see you over there, man. And, and I'm like, I know he got something to say about my boys, man. Well, I, I just want Cowboy fans uh, to not panic, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, no, there's no need to panic. I mean, you don't play a first go every week. Uh, there are some adjustments that, you know, need to take place. And I've said this numerous times. Uh, Cowboys need a Titan. Uh, somebody that could, you know, uh, take the stress off the receivers and uh, whatnot. And they need to utilize, when they got Deuce Vaughn, I was like, that's perfect. Uh, they don't utilize he needs to get more involved uh, mm-hmm. on the ground game uh, with Pollard. And the thing with the Cowboys are – they're too predictable on offense. They're too predictable. Uh, everybody knows what's coming. It, well, at least I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. But uh, they need to get out of that mode, uh, put a little bit more flavor in the offense. But but like I said, you know, getting back to the tight end, the Deuce Vaughn, the defense going to be okay. Uh, I've seen this before. Uh Way back in 1980-whatever, the Cowboys, uh, when the Niners won their first Super Bowl, uh, it was a drumming of the Cowboys, and they blew it off. But for the most part, this 49er, this 49er team is just ridiculous. Uh, that could have did a better job, uh, but I'm going to put this on McCarthy uh, at the end of the day with the play calling and whatnot. Uh, you have to play situational football uh, with these 49ers. You can't, you can't give them an out. You can't uh, turn the ball over. Uh, you, you, you're going to have to eat some clock with them. Uh, you're going to have to wear that defense down, and the Cowboys didn't do none of that. Uh, at one point, they started to play the 49ers game. And when you start to play someone else's game, that's when a problem arises. That's uh, a losing formula. Exactly. 
And that's exactly what happened. They started to play their game. Uh, even though the score was 14 or 21 to 10, uh, you acting like you down 35 or 42 to 10, but you don't have to do that. Stick to your game plan. And it's not just the Cowboys. It's a lot of teams that need to uh, realize that. It's not time to push the panic button, uh, whether it's on that game or in the season. It's not time. Uh, just regroup, get it back together. Uh, they have a somewhat, you know, I don't know if they're staying on the West Coast, but this week coming up, they have the Chargers. Yeah. And uh, like I told you, some rewind. Uh, you just have that that whole game. You, you just got to burn the film. You just got to start. Yeah, uh, it's nothing you can take away from that. And get ready for uh, the Chargers. Uh, they should be able to rebound and uh, get this team uh, back in the right direction. Even yeah. though they, they, this is just one loss, they still not right. in the wrong direction. But uh, with the Eagles, uh, you're digging yourself a hole. And like I told Juice once again on Rewind. Uh, you know, we all picked this team, and I'm not too confident at this point because you didn't dug yourself a two-game, uh, you know, you're two games behind the Eagles. You're two right. games behind. And the Eagles, they just keep rolling and rolling. Uh, we got to wait till late in the year to see them against the Niners. But this is still a playoff team. This is yeah. still a playoff team. Uh, they still one of the better teams in the uh, NFC. And I still ex expect uh, big things from this Cowboy team. Absolutely. You know, I'm not pushing the panic button uh, as of yet. I'm just explaining what I'm seeing. You know, this this week, I think, is going to be a bounce back week for them. And it's going to show and prove where their heart is at. If they come out with a lackluster uh, performance against the Chargers this week, then we kind of know what it is. Like, all right, this is not the team that we were expecting. But I, I – fully intend for them to bounce back. I'm not so much worried about the uh, two losses right now because none of them are in the division. So we could still make up for that, you know, if we're able to go into the division and take care of it. Now, we're not giving ourselves doing ourselves any favor because basically right now we're saying we got to run away with the division in order to win it, you know, because of that two-game uh, disadvantage we're at now. But <clears throat> I put a lot of this not, on, not necessarily just on McCarthy, but also on – the GM, Jerry Jones, you got to replace what made them the number one offense last year. And they didn't do that. You know, you lost Dalton Schultz, you lost Zeke again, that's 17 touchdowns that, that just went out the window that you didn't replace with anybody. And you lost them for peanuts. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you're dealing with a quarterback that is coming off the adversity that Dak had, you, you need to give him as many of those pieces that make him feel comfortable to, to really go out there and do his thing. Um, and I think they kind of put him behind the eight ball, so to speak, with the additions of Cooks, um, you know, which I thought was going to be good, but he hasn't, to me, he hasn't shown up yet. I'm hoping he, I was really hoping that he had more of that T.Y. Hilton kind of appeal because T.Y. Hilton, I think, came in last year and did some good things at the very end. But, you know, Cooks just has been non-existent. Gallup has always been hit or miss. And so he's basically just dealing with CD and he's looking off a of CD so quick because, you know, they got him in a three-step drop versus play action. You're not giving CD enough time to get over, you know? So those are all things that need to be fixed. 
I think they can be fixed, but you know, if we're talking about them actually making a run to the playoffs and trying to trying to steal a game or two and even make it to the Super Bowl, that, that's some things that they're going to definitely have to address. You know, defense. They got to just they just got to have another dog step up. You know, they got to give Michael Parsons some balance. Once Michael Parsons goes down or or is neutralized, we don't have anybody else that's taking over that 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 leadership role. Now Van Der Esch is going to be out. Um, you know, he was a good pass rusher for us. Probably a little slow on the back end from a coverage standpoint, but we we got some work to do. And I think this week going up against the Chargers is going to be uh, a test to kind of see where our heart is at coming off of that loss in the Bay. So. Yeah, uh, you know, because a game like that, uh, this is one of those pivotal mega sit type games. Mm-hmm. You could either fold fold the tent, or you could put it behind you and uh, build off of it. Hopefully, yeah. these fellas will be able to build off of it and not uh, continue to think back on that game. Uh, it was a thing I wanted to say this morning and send to the world. Doesn't matter if the horse is blind. Load the damn wagon. <laughs> so with that being said, you know, we see this game. Uh forget about it. Just Bless load you. the damn wagon and let's go. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think at this point that's all you can do if you're uh Dallas fans, just throw this one out, scrap everything. Uh, look, it's a lot of football left to be played. We still got 12 games to go, and that's just in the regular season. Hmm. Uh, you can look up five weeks from now, and this thing could be <laughs> it could be totally different. Absolutely, I know if I was starting the power rankings, I would indeed have the 49ers first. I would go Kansas City second. They winning, and it's ugly, but they win. I would put the Miami Dolphins in there at number three. I'm going to surprise some people. I'm going to put the Philadelphia Eagles at four. They've been winning. They don't look as dominant as last year. I have not seen or heard a whiff from her son already. They're not going to get 70 sacks this year. Uh, they're not going to get 70 sacks this year. That was a historic defense as far as pass rush. It don't look like that's going to happen. However, Jalen Carter is turning into Reggie White right before our very eyes. I was hoping he would wait until next year, but it looks like he's going to show up a year early as far as that is concerned. My number five team in the NFL power rankings right now. Don't say Detroit Lions. I was, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, <laughs> we all called this. I mean, we saw this trending in the upward uh you know uh posi- uh they had an upward trend towards the last uh, towards the end of last season and it just carried over. Um only thing was to show up that defense but I think we need to talk about our bottom five teams. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean everybody always have a top five, top ten uh rankings we need to get into this bottom five tip. Teams is like, ain't nothing going to shake that one. I'll tell you what I like about Detroit, and then we'll get into that bottom five. Detroit has the best offensive line in pro football. And he got a pass rush. Mm. And Jerry Goff 
with his 85 overall Madden rating or whatever. I give him about 85, 83, 85. He's not a world beater. He's not going to go out there and win the game for you, but he's got enough around him. And Detroit built that team like a good automobile from the inside out. And if you can control a lot of scrimmage on offense and the end defensive, you can win a lot of ball games. I like this Detroit team. Now, if we was talking about the absolute worst teams in pro football, number one, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I can't even argue. Yeah, man, they're horrible, I mean, man. What that was last night? Kansas City literally was like, "We don't want the game." Then was like, "Nah, we good, bro. We don't want it either. <laughs> we don't want it either." Uh, something is off. I'm not ready to throw Russell Wilson's whole career in trash, but something is off. Uh, he's definitely not the same player that he was when he was in Seattle. Everybody already knows the focal point of that team was Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom. But I would say Denver has got a lot of work to do. I can't put a finger on why they're losing the way they're losing. The defense is supposed to be definitely better. But you're thinking a Sean Payton coach offense is going to put up more than what they had last night, eight points? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton offense is the coach team. They should have that in, in the first quarter with 10 minutes left. They should get that on their first drive. And, and they uh, got it in the last quarter with, what, six minutes left. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the New York football Giants, they are a bad football team. They gave Daniel Jones, what's that? He got his $40 million for your sake. Juan Barkley's not out ah. there contributing. They look like a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who else uh, is in there? Who else is absolutely trash? Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers, they are bad. Um, I'm going to get them a little grace, though, because they're working with a rookie quarterback and nobody's there. Negative. Christian Negative. McCaffrey. They, I, I gotta, I'm, he's I'm gonna been get out it. the past few weeks. He's been out. Don't forget about the Chicago Bears. I'm going to get them some great. Chicago is off the hook because they were out there. They dropped bombs on top of them commanders' head. I don't know what. I don't know what. They gave up. How many points? They gave up 72 points and only scored three points. I I don't know. For all you Hold on. I I got to get on somebody. (laughs) For all you bandwagon. New England fans that are 40 years and older, that is oh, not going to yeah. They're bad team, too. They're bad team, too. Yep. I'm saying like it is. It's trash out there. It, 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 it ain't the uh, Patriot way. It was never the Patriot way. It was the Tom Brady way. Ooh. It was the Tom Brady way. You back to being... The team I grew up watching, trash. Around the board. Yeah, yeah. Call them out. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, we got all these rings. They mean like nothing. Like said, what have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. I don't want to no Patriot fan. Real quick, I just want to say why I don't want to let Carolina off the hook, though. Because you had the number one overall pick. And you chose Bryce Young. You see what CJ Stroud's out there doing in, in uh Houston. There was no doubt that's there was no doubt that CJ Stroud was the better quarterback of the two as far as being more pro ready. Stroud was already gone. 
And we yeah. said that. We Brown said that. Brown's going where? Brown's going where? Brown's going where? Who had the number one pick? Carolina. Carolina had the number one overall pick? Yeah. No. Remember, because no, Lo Lovey Smith won that last game, and that tricked off the number one overall pick. So they had to draft number two. But they ended up with the second and the third pick, so they grabbed C.J. Stroud and they grabbed uh, Willie Anderson. Uh, I don't know. Well, Texans. Texans grabbed the linebacker. Yeah, they grabbed Will Anderson. Oh, oh, okay. But they had an opportunity to grab uh, – Carolina had an opportunity yeah. to grab yeah, C.J. Stroud I, I, first. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, basically, like right here on the show, like Stroud is the most pro ready. Like you could see it. Stroud was yeah. a pro quarterback like two years ago. Like you could see he was definitely better. Bryce Young, he had his moments. Like last year, he won the Texas game for him uh, out there in Austin. But yeah, Stroud. Stroud he he can make all. Young can make all the throws. Right. That's not the issue. Okay. The issue is his physique and his durability. He yes. had durability yes. issues in college. So it, it's it was the same kind of issue with do you take Tua over Herbert for Miami? You know what I'm saying? If you're dealing with a smaller frame quarterback, you, you gotta understand that they might not be built for that NFL pounding. And that's yep. what I think you're seeing in Carolina right now. He doesn't have any weapons around him either. And and he, he doesn't his uh offensive line is suspect too. He's always that? he's always running for his life. Who is that? Bryce Young. CJ Stroud doesn't have anything either. But I'm I'm not trying to uh be a homer. I knew Matt, well off the bat. I knew Bryce Young um, wasn't that guy off the bat. When they played LSU in Death Valley, a pro style defense, and, and uh Harold Perkins on his neck all game, I said, nah, he ain't ready. And, and we said this numerous times on the show. Go with CJ Stroud. This yeah. dude is yeah. red. All of us have said this. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Stroud was um, Stroud was definitely Stroud was yeah. Stroud was definitely that dude. Uh who else is a bad team? Tennessee Titans. They still that's a bad football oh, team. Oh, I told you I told you this last year. <laughs> Somebody gonna put him on that watch. <laughs> and, and it's just we, we're gonna cry out the box. We're gonna make Teddy Hill beat us. And I even said last year, it's time to move on. No, you can't keep you can't he, keep. He, uh, he yeah, you Dick can't Willis. keep running. You can't keep running Derrick Henry like that. And if I'm Derrick Henry, I'm, I'm trying to conserve myself. But here's the thing, Ryan Tannehill, like he's living off a four thousand yard season he had when he was with the Miami Dolphins, and he's still in the league. He's doing it still in the league. He's still in the league. He's still in the league, like handcuffing franchises. Like, get that dude up out of there. Like, how many more years do you? I would rather go down swinging with the Malik Willis than to run, keep running that dummy back out there. Like, seriously. Really? I would rather run with a Malik Willis or a Trey Lance. Yes, you heard it. A Trey Lance didn't continue to run. Ryan Tannehill back out there. It makes no sense. It's not working. Some teams are interested in winning championships. Some teams are interested in turning the buck because they're at a low market and they can make some money. And it looks like the Tennessee Titans are just more concerned with turning the buck. Mm -hmm. Like, you've been doing this for, like, the last four years. 
He got that win against New England. He did Tom Brady's career in New England. But since then, it's kind of like you got a good pass rush and you got Derrick Henry. So you got two things that can kind of get you nine or ten wins and you could possibly get into the playoffs or you could just have a bad football team. That's a bad football team. I don't want to go too hard on the Raiders, but Jimmy G is indeed the worst quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Not the worst. I'm going to give him a pass. I'm going to give him a pass. I'm going to give him a pass based on last night's game. I don't know what the hell is going on in Kansas City, but Mahomes is turning the football over. Mm. He, 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 He just got the candy and the cookie jar wide open. Get what you need. Um, but but right. Jimmy G, yeah, I mean he, he did he, he was formidable, but Jimmy G at best is happening. And this is what I tell I told Asinine Raider fans. If you get rid of Derek Carr, who do you get? <laughs> who do you who do you go get? Oh well, we can get anybody. We can get Stidham. We saw Stidham against Kansas City. Oh, Mariota, I, I heard the Mariota preaching. He ain't doing nothing, he still ain't starting. He's still backing up. And like I hear Cowboy fans talk about, oh, we need to go with Trey Lance, this and that. Look at him, man. If you get rid of Dak Prescott, who do you have? Nobody. Franchise quarterbacks aren't hanging from trees. Mm-hmm. Right. Be like franchise quarterback. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean you, mean you have to win the Super Bowl every year. But at least you're contending. Or you show some type of promise. It can only be one one. Mm-hmm. It can only be one. I'd rather have, uh, I, I remember the Raiders. Uh, well, I don't remember them, but just recalling history. Kenny Stabler didn't win every year in the 70s. Mm-hmm. He didn't win every damn year. He either had to face Pittsburgh. Well, first it was Miami. Then he had to face the rough-ass Pittsburgh team, and then he even lost to a Bronco team on the light of fumble. If they had an instant replay, it would have been the first ball game. So you, you you really can't be that damn detrimental, and people need to cut this out. Yeah. Cut this out. I'm saying football is fundamental. But, but since we're on the bad teams, I'm not going to throw my Raiders in there. But if one team I will throw in there, because it's time for a change. And I don't know how this guy keep on still getting money. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings, that's a bad thing. <laughs> I knew where he was going. Yeah, man. When, uh, <laughs> when he said how he keep getting money, I already knew yeah, what he was talking yeah. about. That's a bad thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> they need to take Justin Jefferson. Look at rebirth that Herschel Walker trade in that face. Because that's all you got. That defense has lost too many pieces. Uh, that D-line too long in the tooth. Y'all ain't doing nothing. There's too many turnovers out there. Oh, well, the games are close. No, they're not. Justin no, Jefferson. Don't because y'all playing catch up. Justin Jefferson is on IR right now. And Kirk Cousins oh, got oh, and Kirk oh. Cousins got all his money from oh. the Minnesota Vikings by throwing Three touchdowns in the second half of a 45 to 10 football game when he was in the NFC East. And he piled up a bunch of garbage stats when he was with the, when he was with the then Washington Redskins. That's exactly how he did it. 
I'm sitting here telling you, I, I sit here and watch this dude, Lily, the Redskins, that's what their name at the time, would literally be getting the brakes beat off of. Like the average score would probably be like 28 to 10. And the defense would literally go into cover four. This dude would just throw for like 300 yards and like two touchdowns in the second half and end up with like 400 yards and like three touchdowns with two interceptions. And he would lose like 48 to 27 every game. They were getting the brakes beat off of him. But if you add that up over 16 games, it looks like this dude went out there through 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, but it don't tell it all. And Minnesota was like, oh, we need a quarterback, and they went and got him. That's how he made all the money. He but he's on a trade block, and he's trying to act like he don't even know. He has to. <laughs> if, he, if he knew, if he was out there operating like he knew that he was still that dude, It'd be a whole different story, you know what I'm saying? But but what he's out there doing is what he's always done: padding stats, making himself that's look good statistically, and cutting it. checks. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Can he play? Season. Yeah, he can play, but he can't play when it when the, when it's he's just a regular time. season quarterback. That's all. That's always been. Yeah, that's it. He ain't even rec- He's average at best, and that is what it is. Is that it's, it's it's like Doc say about Jimmy G. It's too much bonehead plays going on. <laughs> it's just too much out there, man. I'm sitting back watching the Vikings like, well, I'll be there. Yeah, fellas, fellas, I got a question. Are there are there any teams that are in the middle, like they're kind of on the cusp of being really yeah, good? Yeah, there's a oh. team on the cusp. And I told y'all, y'all laughed at me. Like y'all did last year. Y'all squawked at me. I told y'all about them Steelers. <laughs> I told y'all. Uh, I'm, I'm, hey, man. Hey. Their offense is horrible, man. It don't matter. They're horrible. I'd rather win is pathetic, man. On the I'd rather win ugly than to lose trick. Let's see. On the, on the cusp, they you mean like. the football. You mean like right in between the cuts, not good, not great, but not horrible? Right, yeah. You mean like, medi- like, you mean like mediocrity? Like, like if yeah. they meet the Dallas Cowboys. That's no pun intended. That's no shot. It's like Dallas on paper, it should be like Dallas should have, what happened Sunday night should not have happened. But they're not Tennessee Titan bad. Like they're mopped the floor with Tennessee. They they mopped the floor with a bad Minnesota team last year. You see I'm what I'm saying? But they're not. ain't that great either. But they're not. The should have beat them. But they're they not San Francisco. Them. They're not Philadelphia. Uh, I don't think they're Buffalo. I don't think that Kansas City is as human as Patrick Mahomes looks. I think Kansas City probably beats them by two touchdowns. They probably in for the fight of their lives against a banged up Chargers team. We know Eckler's hurt. Uh, we know Justin Herbert is hurt. On paper, on paper, Dallas should still win this game by 14 points. Like seriously. But but Dallas's but, problem is not talent. It's just effort. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like effort and showing up and playing physical football day in, day out. They get punched in the mouth. If they don't <laughs> respond, if they don't respond immediately, then they just lay it down. Especially if you're taking taking Parsons out the game. And that's what you saw, uh, you know, on Sunday against San Fran, and San Fran got dogs. So if you go, if you got, 
if you got one dog that's that beast of the litter and you go up against a whole kennel of dogs that's got beast everywhere you go, you're going to get ate up. And that's what you saw on Sunday. Uh, mm. But I wouldn't necessarily put them in that tier of uh, just above mediocrity. I think they are. Yeah, yeah. A, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they're they're above a lot of teams that are out there. But they're not in that top five right now. No. Are they better than Philly? No, not right now. They're not. They're okay. not better than Philly. Oh. But could they beat Philly in a head to head? I think so. Absolutely. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, so a team that comes to mind for your for your question, Doc, to me right now is the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers because what they're playing they? so good. Right. What yeah. are they? Who are but they? That, I'm gonna say it that, like this. But that's the mystery, right? Look, and they're winning all the middle teams. Right all the middle teams are the the the, the top teams we didn't mention. And the trash teams we didn't mention. We didn't mention. All that is in the middle. All that. I don't give a damn. The Raiders, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, or uh, uh, the Ravens, the Cowboys. All that is just grouped in the middle. The Seahawks. All that is just in the middle. I was just gonna ask you, what about Seattle? Seattle in the middle. All in that the middle. Yeah. It's just. It's just. Go it against Paul and let's see what sticks. But we know what's the trash teams. We know what are the solid teams. And I'm gonna be honest, Kansas City not that solid. No, I'm gonna be honest, Buffalo not that solid. They don't. Kansas Kansas City. Buffalo's in the middle. Kansas City don't look like Kansas City don't look like they're just head and shoulders the best team in the AFC. The only team that looks like they're head and shoulders above everybody else are the San Francisco 49ers. That's it. And that's because the Eagles just they just don't look the same like as last Mm -hmm. year. They just defensively, like I said, they are not gonna get 70 sacks this year. They just not gonna get it. Tim Jones come in. He said that's right. The Cowboys are on the cusp of being a great team. They are on the cusp. They are not a bad team. They are not a great team. They are on the cusp. I think that I think that I think that Prescott time maybe up. I think it might no, be time to do some this. So so is it a coin flip as far as the AFC as a whole? Like is yes. it that wide open in the AFC? Yeah, yes. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think I think in the AFC, I think it's absolutely wide open. Uh Kansas City doesn't look the same. They're just not head and above, head and shoulders above everybody else. We know what the Dolphins do. I'm a little concerned about my Miami. They better get home court. They better get home court, not home court, but home field advantage. Because a- that is, a- because I'm not sure that type of team travels to a Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that te- that type of, that type of team travels to a Pittsburgh. Or a wet or a wet and rainy Baltimore, a wet and rainy Cincinnati, a wet and rainy Kansas City. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that type of team travels. Now if they get them down there in South Florida, they get them down there in South Florida in January, and it's still 70 degrees and the humidity yet in the Buffalo boys, they cramping it all and stuff because it's still kind of humid and 70 degrees. That's a different story. But if you telling me you're gonna take four two. And four one three forty yard dashes to Himes or whatever that stadium is in Pittsburgh, and it's ice on the field. That, that's just a problem. That's a problem. So 
Yeah, I'm not saying Miami's uh, a lock. And then just look up. Every year they do it again. I'm going to repeat this one more time, and then I'm going to leave it all on. Baltimore should be 5-0, and this division should be over. <laughs> but the Ravens. This, Baltimore should be 5-0, and and they should be running away with this division. The Pittsburgh Steelers wow. are in the first place, and Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are a game back. They coming. They coming. They so coming. There, I mean, there you go. You got, you got, you got those coming. guys coming. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so – it is what it is. I think the AFC is the AFC might be wide open. The AFC look like it is, it's it's gonna be wide open. Draylon Dell, he says, I see what y'all are talking about. My Chiefs, here I am. Yeah, you hear what we saying about the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> he says that's okay. They always look good in the regular season, but they don't rim ring. <laughs> he says it again. The AFC championship. Indeed. Goes through Arrowhead. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. I don't think so. We're, we're, we're gonna get a funky AFC champion. It's gonna, like I'm, I'm telling y'all, it's gonna be the Steelers or the Ravens. Well, it's gonna be both of them in AFC championship. Just like I told y'all, I'm picking the Steelers to win the NFC, uh, the AFC North. I'm picking. Them. I love your hey. I love your enthusiasm, man. But oh, okay, I've just I, that offense has got to get better. Y'all said y'all said that when he finished 500 or better last year, they went nine. Man, but that I was, was the only person that held true to form. But and, and, and ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to donate to Greasy's rehab, <laughs> yeah. go ahead and hit us up because there's no way the Raiders are still playing the AFC championship. So if you want to donate or start a GoFundMe, go ahead and uh and uh, we're so y'all gonna take so, so y'all gonna take the Steelers winning the AFC North. Now, I think That's the Steelers not- can win the AFC North. Do I think they're gonna win the AFC North? No, I don't they think they win. I think the they got to score some points. Like TJ yeah. Watt just can't. He's not gonna be able to just go unless this dude had like forty sacks and ten defensive Bro. touchdowns. The Steelers not gonna win the division. And like oh, he, he good, man, I get it. It's like he's unblockable. He's good for he's good for three or four games, where it's just like this dude single handedly won that game. But to have this dude win, do it for the next twelve, 12 games. games. Nah, he ain't gonna be able to do it by himself. If he does, and, and, and test him for PEDs instantly. If, <laughs> if able to single handedly carry the Steelers with that bad of offense, and I'm talking about this dude scooping and scoring for five or six ball games, and he do this by himself. Mm. Well, he still has Minka. So, I want to run down the Steelers schedule to let y'all right. know why I feel they're going to win this division. Okay. Not uh, Okay, they got to buy this this Sunday. Okay. Then they come back, they got the rank. Okay, they should get that one. Should get that one. But they the got Rams. Now we're talking about the end of October. It's gonna be nifty. They got the Jags in Pittsburgh. Okay. They got them sorry ass Titans in Pittsburgh. Okay. The Packers ain't what it is. Come on, y'all. Okay. Really? Uh okay, they got the Browns. For some odd reason, them boys show up against some Browns. I told y'all they was gonna beat them Browns. The Browns got their own hands of problems right now. You know? yeah. yeah. Now they got the Bengals. The Bengals should be flying high. They, they might drop it. 
They got the Arizona Cardinals coming to the cold. Okay. That's a win. Here we go. <laughs> That's a win. We know what the Patriots is. They got the Patriots. That's a win. We know what that yeah. is. They got the Colts. That's a win. They got the Bengals. They should get them. I'm, I'm predicting a split. They then they go to Seattle. I'm worried about that game. That's I've long. never seen the Seahawks. I'm worried about that game. That's I've a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. They're not going up there. They will lose against the Ravens in Baltimore. They okay. will lose. They will lose. So they three and two what? right now. They three and two right now. They could if TJ Watt goes Lawrence Taylor, nineteen eighty two for the rest of the season. Or if he goes Lawrence Taylor, nineteen eighty two Thanksgiving Day for the rest of the season, the Steelers at their max. With that offense, should win ten ball games. Exactly. But if he don't, that's enough to take. And if he slip up any bit, then it's still a, <laughs> that's an eight. Well, that's a that's a nine win team. That's a winning season for Tommy, but no playoffs. I don't see him in no AFC championship. I ain't going to oh, AFC. Okay. okay. Ain't going to AFC championship. You think the Steelers can beat Miami? Right. And with this team behind, it depends on where the game is. Jimmy T is the winner. He's just not a good quarterback, but some kind of way he's a he wins. Remember, I picked Jimmy G in the snow against the Packers here. All y'all picked the 49ers. Draylon Dale, Dale chimes in. He said, with Kenny Pickett running the show? Like, come on, Drew. <laughs> Kenny Pickett, man. And I told you, man, we I told you, man, like before this uh started, we broke down the AFC black and blue. I said. Keep mm-hmm. picking, gonna be running for his life. That offense, you is said terrible. it. Yeah, you said it. Actually, they ain't got no running game. The no. Steelers were built on the Steelers was built on the defense and the running game, and Nick LeBeau is going and they're trying to they do this little 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 that offense. They got they got score some points, man. They ain't yeah. played Cincinnati this, yet. Yeah, <laughs> we you know what I about this year in the NFL. Teams aren't really putting up points like that. I mean, really not. If you know the score is really a little bit down. If the only exception for the 49ers, the Dolphins throwing up 30 and 40 burgers. The Dolphins, the Dolphins and, the Dolphins, and, and the Dolphins, that's it. Dolphins put up some points. Dolphins put up some points. But let's talk a little NFL football. Let's talk a little NFL football. Oh, uh, we got some games going on here. Let's see what we got. He said the QB play. Oh no, I ain't saying the Razors. <laughs> He said, "What's what he said? What's up in the cup?" He said, "What's in the cup?" He said, "The Raiders is not going to the AFC Championship." So we got the Ravens actually uh, traveling to the Music City. They're going to be taking on Tennessee Titans. Tennessee is a bad football team. Baltimore is looking like they're not much better of a football team. Give me the Ravens in this one, and I'm gonna take it ugly. I'm gonna take it sixteen to ten. Yeah, give me the Ravens. Let me get on this. Like I said, Derrick Henry got put on that wallet last. I'm no longer picking the Titans. <laughs> See, give me Baltimore 31. Give me the uh, uh, Titans 13. Oh, man. Man, I got to go with the Ravens, man. I just think, <laughs> I just think uh, Lamar Jackson is going to, you know, do what he does. Somebody in this receiving core is going to finally catch some passes. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm going to take the Ravens because the Titans, like you say, Doc, they're a bad football team. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to say 
Man, go put that extra touchdown on that thing, G. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you already know I got the Ravens as well, man. I think um, Juicy hit the nail on the head. Once his receivers start catching some balls, because they've seven drops, I think, last week, something like that. I mean, Lamar Lamar Jackson can play, man. Let's let's. Keep it real. Lamar Jackson can play, and he can lead a team to the playoffs. And I think, uh, you know, last week was that wake-up call of, hey, you boys got to help me out. You know what I'm saying? So going against Tennessee, that's one of those games where you can get things going in the right direction. So I think the Ravens will take this one easily. Uh, 24-13. 24-13. I got water in my cup. I got water. There, there it is right there. 24-13. Big E is going – with the Baltimore Ravens to defeat that horrible football team in the Music City. All right, so here we are moving right along. Let's see what we got here. We got the Detroit Lions. Everybody's darling. They're fast, they're tough, they're physical, they're young. They're going down to what's that? Apple Bay. The pirate ship. They're gonna take on Baker touchdown making <laughs> Mayfield. Mike Evans in that Tampa Bay defense. Uh, Tim Jones says Ravens 27, Titans 21. Got the Lions, they're heading south. A little humidity, a little rain maybe possibly. I like this Lions football team. I think they're one of the top five football teams in the NFL right now, albeit it's October. Halloween let. I like this Lions football team. They're young, they're fast. They sometimes show they don't know what they're doing, but they built this team like a good truck from the inside out. Tampa Bay is uh surprised me. The defense is playing really, really good. Mike Evans, he's look got a little gimp on the hamstring. This is a pick'em. And with this pick'em, I will go with the Lions. On the road. Give me the Lions 24. Give me the Buccaneers 16. I like this Lions football team. I think they they get the best of Tampa Bay, Mike Evans, and the rest of those guys. I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. I'm going to go last. Go on slide there, Jesus. Who you got? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Lions are a well-built team, man. They're young. Um, like I've said in other shows, man, I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield. I, they've been a surprise, and I think it's only because of their defense, but um, I'm going to go with Detroit as well. Um, I'll say Lions 27, Buccaneers 24. Yeah, um, I'm going with the Lions too on this. Uh, although I will say I'm impressed with what Baker has done so far down there in Tampa Bay. I don't think uh, Baker is as bad a quarterback as everybody is making him out to be. He's not – maybe he's not that number one pick guy or whatever, but it, this is what this is. This is a battle of former number one picks. So um, I do like the Lions in this game. I think they got a better – they're better in the trenches. Uh, they got an explosive running game, uh, two-headed monster. And and Jerry Goff, when it needs to be, he can put the ball where it's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, I like Detroit 27, Tampa Bay 24. I feel what y'all saying. I feel what y'all saying, but uh, 
Ooh. <laughs> I'm gonna roll this dice with a little bit of history. Uh, I did pick Detroit to win the, the uh, NFC North, but uh, not this weekend. Not this weekend. <laughs> nah, nah. Mm-mm. Uh, I like what the Bucks are doing. Um, Detroit, yeah. I mean, you play some teams that are questionable. Uh, you play some anemic offensive teams, uh, and they were still able to put up some points. You're not getting that this week. Uh, this Buck defense, uh, this is probably going to be the best defense you're going to face thus far, uh, besides Seattle. Uh, let me get the Bucks at the halves. Let me get the Bucks at the house. Uh, twenty to thirteen at the house. The Bucks. Twenty That's to thirteen. A pick. That's a good pick. Tim Jones also chimed in. And he's going that route too. He's saying upset. He's going Bucks, and he said they are going to take down the Detroit Lions, the uh, young and up and coming hungry Detroit Lions, the media darling. So there it is. It's got an opportunity for Greasy to uh, make up some. He's on his first hand. King Dre is King Dre. Coach Dre is eliminated. We don't even want to put his record up there. Uh, last game before we slide it up out of on up out of here. Let's see. We got the Jaguars and the Colts. Now, before I found out that Anthony Richardson was uh, on IR, this would seem like it was going to be a pretty good game. He's on IR, and they got Gardner Minshew at QB which changes how the Colts run their offense. But mm. I'm still going to take the Jags with this. I'm not a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I'm not a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence. I think he's just an average quarterback, and uh, he got lucky. Uh, he got lucky and got him a playoff victory. He got him one. I mean, it matters, but albeit against the Chargers and stupid Brandon Staley. There we go again. Shout out to all the genius coaches out there. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on Jacksonville. I don't. It is what it is. Sorry, OG Ron Dillard. But yeah, they gonna get this one done this week. Give me the Jags in this one. I picked against them last week. I'm gonna take the Jags twenty-eight. Give me the Colts eighteen. Jacksonville. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go roll it. What is game at? Is it in London? No, it's in Jack. <laughs> it's in Jacksonville. I'm two and zero in London against y'all. I'm two and zero, baby. But I will. It's, it's something about this division. The Texans can't beat the Colts. Uh, 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 you know, the Titans, uh, I'm not even getting all that. They have all that. It's something about the Colts cannot beat the Jags. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. They just cannot beat them. And this goes back away. So, yeah, I like the Jags in this. Give me sunshine, baby. Give me sunshine 28. And give me uh, uh, the Colts 17. <laughs> yeah, I man. This long speech about who can't be who in this division, but nah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I actually like the Jags in this one, too. I think they have a they have better weapons on the outside. Um, I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence has always been a solid quarterback. I wouldn't say he's an MVP-type quarterback, but he's solid. Um, 
that that uh, Anthony Richardson injury, I think that's just a, a, a killer for the Colts. And they don't really have any weapons on the outside either. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jacksonville pretty convincingly. I'm going to say Jags 35, Colts 17. <sighs> Man, so originally I had picked the Jags. And... Um... If you want to be in third place, go right here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to switch my pick. Mm. Oh, I'm going to switch my pick. Mm. Jags ain't in London this week. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Minshew's got something to prove. He, he was the starter before Tre- uh, Trevor Lawrence came in, and he still wants to prove that he can play in this league. So he's in the right spot because Anthony Richardson is high use quarterback. So he's going to be in and out of a lot of games. He's, he's already making his, what, second start, and we're going into week five, week six. You know, so... Give me, give me Minshew to, to put a little Minshew magic back in Jacksonville, right? <laughs> and it, it's going to be ugly. You know, I say it's going to be Jacksonville 21 and the Colts 26. Mm. Colts 26. Minshew and the game is, gonna... is in Jacksonville? Big E, do you know what a game is? I understand, I understand that. Jacksonville ain't Jacksonville ain't London, right? Jonathan Taylor is back, so I think he's got a he's got a little bit to work with, and Minshew's got that chip on his shoulder. And I just need to switch it up. We can't all just have the same picks all the time. So mm. you know, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and throw one out there. I, I know I'll get it back, especially when I'm going up against you, Greasy. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, hey, hey, did, did you pick the Jags to win the London games? I did, I did, but it's, 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 that was in London. I did take your advice in London. I did take your advice in London, but now they back yeah, home. They just won two. They, hey, they, they, they coming off that two game winning streak, man. They're gonna have a little jet lag. I like the Colts coming in. It's not the Colts is just something. Well, even Gardner Minshew beat them in Jacksonville when they were trying to make the playoffs. The Jags got the Colts. No, I don't. Just like when I talk about the Colts got the Texas number, they just got their number. Just like the Chiefs and the Raiders got the Broncos number. Hey, I hear you. But I will remind you the Colts with Gardner Minshew starting snuck the Ravens. <laughs> so I think they can sneak Jacksonville too. Hey, I'm going out there. I, I like anytime I see the Cowboys playing the Giants, I'm not about to pick no damn Giants. I can't tell you the last time the Giants beat the Cowboys. I, I think you boy uh, Jacobs was playing. It's been you know, like my Bradshaw in the back. Hey, we got, no damn we, Cowboys. So we got the fans charming in. One says, Warren Burns, Jags 34, goes 27. Somebody coming from Big E next says, Big E, are you on crack? Yeah. <laughs> Big E. Hey, what you Big want? The Big E uh, rehab. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it could never be as bad as that Raiders uh, Steelers AFC Championship take, though. Oh, yeah. That, that, that take the thing. Raiders <laughs> Steelers <laughs> AFC <laughs> Championship game. I got to believe a point believe me, but I gotta find that. Like I told you about, about the Jags, 
Hey, I sit on the lines on this show. Anything can happen, right, Greasy? It is. Like, this ain't a given Sunday. And yeah. I see Dragon Bell talking about the name of Chief. Yeah. That did beat us the past two seasons. Yeah, anything could happen. And I got Willie Stargell and all five members of the Sister Sledge We Are Family group on the other line right now. And they took it back to 1976 in Three Rivers Stadium in the AFC Championship. That is not happening. I can guarantee that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Breezy the Dawn. You can catch him. Every Tuesday night on Rewind, you got something to say to <laughs> yeah. What it is, what it is. ALCS, the Texas two-step. Y'all be sure to check that out. Game one Sunday night. That's in Houston, oh, Texas. That's in the juice box. It's frozen six. It is what it is. Take it in the and fight. Bro. <laughs> 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 my boys and fight. Rangers don't want this smoke. They don't want this. And Dave Roberts will be in the unemployment line come Monday. That's oh, what two years in a row the Dodgers didn't want 100 ball games and got eliminated in first. <laughs> 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 hey, get it out. And King Drake I need to run down my college football. And King Drake conveniently missed tonight's show. His athletic brain got sent home again. I keep telling y'all, stay away from the Dodgers, especially in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, I prefer not to play the Texas Rangers, but I think we need nine and four against them cats this year. So those strolls, yeah, all that good stuff. Are we gonna do college football? We already did. Right. Right. Well, let me go throw my picks in. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, go ahead and we throw your picks. USC Notre Dame. Who you got? Right on, baby. <laughs> Let's go, Trump. We got the battle of the uniforms and the color scheme. We got the Oregon Ducks. They taking on the U, uh, University of Washington Huskies. That is in Seattle. Uh, let, let, let me get on um, the model. Go Huskies at uh, uh, Don James Stadium. Let me get them Huskies, baby. Right, it might be finished. Let me get them Huskies. We got them Huskies. And then we got UCLA there or in Corvallis. They're going to be taking on the Oregon State Bigger. <laughs> I get the Bruins. Get the Bruins. I got the Bruins no, in that one. All right, and then let's see. We got. Oh, excuse me. What was that other game? Hold on, I'm looking through the notes. I don't see it. What was that other game? Canes and uh, Tar Heels. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm tripping. We had the Miami Hurricanes there taking on the. Okay, a lot of talk here. Do we got to do that game? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. I tell you what. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run that one. We're gonna run that one. Even though, yeah, I already want to talk about that last week. Yeah, we're gonna run that one. I tell you what, if the Miami Hurricanes lose this it's one, Chopper Hill. Hey, man, give me that, man, man, give me, uh, uh, give me that Carolina on that one. Yeah, give it I ain't got Carolina on that one. There it is, folks. We got the picks in there. That's for wrap. We're going to slide over up out of here. Next week, we'll continue with our uh, two-year anniversary show. Next week is the actual two-year date we started. Our first show was uh, the 21st of October, 2021. It's the 13th, so we made this a little too far thing. We're going to uh, try to break out all the bills and whistles and all that good stuff. Next Friday night, 
We're going live, y'all. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share to the Just North Sports Show. Appreciate Draylon Dell, Tim Jones, everybody jumping in in the comments. Uh, yeah, don't forget that uh, support Greasy mission that we're going to be on with that Raiders Steelers ALZ Championship. If y'all enjoy all of this stuff, all the ball games. Hey, fellas, it was a blast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Big E. Freeze on that. Freeze on us, man. Somebody yeah. <laughs> gonna bring us home. What do y'all bring us home? Bring us home. Bring us home. Biggie, you wanna bring us home? Yeah, I bring us home, man. We appreciate y'all, like we say every Friday night, the Just Noise Sports Show. Talking about all the latest and greatest. You know, it's Crush Tova, so be on the lookout, man. Make sure you join us, like, comment, subscribe, share. Get at us, man. We're doing this for y'all. We love it. So uh just keep on tuning in, man. We're going to keep bringing y'all that heat, you know. Greasy with his hot takes. Juice Man with his finesse. Doc, you know, Doc doing what Doc do, bringing it all together. It's, it's, it's Just Noise Sports Show, y'all. Y'all tune in, man. Check us out. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.